real quick, uh, for those of you that don't already know, um, Pastor Lee and several other folks uh, are actually out of town uh, this week. Um, they had the opportunity to go up to All Church Retreat, which is in, uh, I believe it's Kansas City, Missouri. Is it? Okay. So they're going to be gone. Um, I know Brother Lee is going to be uh, preaching in the next few days. So a um, couple things. One, just ask that you be in prayer for him and also the folks that are participating. Um, and then also just kind of pray for me. Um, Brother Lee uh, called me, I think it was on, on Monday, and he had asked me just out of the blue. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I'm usually a teacher. I'm not a preacher by any means. But he had asked me, and he said, Charlie, he said, you can say no. Um, I won't hold it against you, but would you mind saying a few words on, on Wednesday? And so I didn't hesitate. I told him, I said, sure. So uh, that's what I'm here, and uh, y'all just pray for me as I kind of uh, uh, deliver whatever it is, you know, that, that God has been kind of working on me with, uh, you know, the past few weeks. Um, so, yeah, just pray for me. Um, I do not have an outline. I'm going old school, you know. Um, Brother Sean definitely keeping me on my toes. Um, there are a few verses. Just feel free to flip along, but I will be also reading them out aloud. So uh, we'll go ahead and kick it off tonight with uh, prayer. So uh, let's go ahead and bow our heads and uh, get this service started. Lord God, we just want to come to you tonight, Lord, and we just want to thank you, Lord, for the ability, Lord, to gather in your house, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that uh, as we have this service, Lord, uh, that I am able to remove myself, Lord, and just uh, speak the words, Lord, and share the things, Lord, that you've been working on in my life uh, to help others, Lord, if that be your, be your will. And Lord, again, I just want to say a special prayer for Brother Lee uh, and those at All Church Retreat, Lord. We pray for uh, that time, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you bless the word, Lord. Um, pray, Lord, that uh, people get saved, Lord. And again, we just want to thank you, Lord, for watching over our families, Lord, and protecting us and just keeping us safe. All these things we ask in your name. Amen. So um, I've been working on this for a few weeks. I guess that's one of the cool things about, uh, uh, you know, being engaged in the word and, you know, just having independent study time because you never know when the pastor is going to call on you and ask you to kind of share something that's been on your heart. Um, so we're going to be in a couple different places tonight, but uh, if you guys want to go ahead and turn to Psalms 90, we're going to read uh, the text verses 10 through 12. Um, I will go ahead and let you guys know that uh, some of my primary focuses on tonight are going to be the significance and time um, and specifically the time that we have uh, while we're here um, before we get to heaven. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, again, Psalms 90, verses 10 through 12. Everybody there? All right. So let's see here. And I'm a little bit slow, so, so don't beat me up, okay? All right. Uh, verse 10 says, uh, the days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet it is the, their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Uh, who knoweth the power of thine anger, 
even according to thy fear, so is the wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Again, like I said, tonight we're going to be concentrating specifically on uh, the significance of, of God's time and our time here that we were given on this earth. So looking at that verse there, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, three score years and ten is equivalent to 70 years. Uh, four score years is equivalent to 80 years. So with that being said, um, let me ask you, do you number your days that you currently have? Um, I know we all vary in ages from young to older. Um, do you realize how important every single day that we have here on this earth is and what it could be to the glory of God? Um, God says if we uh, live to be 70 years old, um, you may also live to be 80. But the scripture, uh, it also points out that if you live to be 80, uh, you're likely to have a lot of labor and sorrow, uh, and it also points out troubles and difficulties. So it clearly lays it out in God's word as far as what he's planned for our lives. Um, I would say that in the times that we're living in, um, there's a sense of collapse time all around us. We don't really uh, take, uh, take heed of it or, or, or just really think about it for what it is. Um, I wrote down here, uh, did you know in the days of Jesus, as fast as a person could go uh, was as fast as a horse could take them. So think about that. You know, thousands of years ago, as far as their means of transportation, um, they got around on a, on a horse or a horse and buggy, if that would be. Um, that's pretty significant. Um, then in... Uh, 1910, um, obviously thousands of years later, uh, we developed an aircraft uh, that was able to go up to 42 miles an hour. Um, I remember specifically the first time I ever got on an airplane. You know, um, I was younger, and uh, I remember at the time talking to the captain, we were going upward of 450 miles an hour. So you can see how far along that we've come over time as far as the technology. Um, me and my family, we were going on a vacation from Virginia to Florida, uh, which back then, you know, being in a car for a significant amount of time is a lot. And if I remember correctly, it would have been about a 10-hour drive, uh, which is a long time. But because we had the plane, it was actually only about an hour and a half, which wasn't bad at all. Seems like by the time I got adjusted, I was already to our destination. So I kind of feel funny. You know, Pastor Lee has been working on a series uh, talking about uh, the hurriedness of uh, Christianity and just the hurriedness of our everyday lives. So I'm not really piggybacking off of him, but this is just something that's kind of like um, surface in my life with just the different uh, messages that he's been preaching. Um, so I wrote down... Um, Pastor Lee had uh, been saying that uh, the Laodicean church age is, uh, is a living a hurried life or a spiritual life, uh, one that is of uh, low mor uh, morality and almost like a, a horse and buggy condition uh, in comparison to what it really needs to be in this day and age. Um, again, time is, is collapsing on us. 
And so, you know, with that being said, how much longer do we actually have? Um, some cross-referencing verses uh, pulling up on Psalm 39, uh, verse number 5. Pull this up. Uh, God's word says uh, in Psalm 39, verse 5, Behold, thou hast made my days as handbreadth, and mine age is at nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Um, the next verse I got here is going to be Second uh, Peter, verses three and eight. Uh, three eight. Just a second. Second um, Peter chapter three verse eight. It goes on to say, "But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing: that one day is with the Lord a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise." As some men count slackness, but it is long suffering towards us, to uh, to us word, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So in that verse, it's essentially saying, you know, that, um, you know, when it comes to us as as Christians or or just as you know humans in general, you know, uh, we don't really understand the significance of the of the time that God places on uh, being on this earth. And he is very long-suffering. He, he's not willing that any should perish, but all humans and, and, and Christians just in general have the ability to get to hear his word and, and, and eventually just get to build a relationship with him. Um, my next verse I have is uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22. Flip over there. Word says in uh, verse 22, It is he that sitteth upon a circle, upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. So just picture that, you know, God himself of all glory looking down on us. As individuals, you know, just mere mere grasshoppers, you know, part of his creation. Um, the next verse is just right on the next page. Um, it's Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 8. Um, this verse here reads, The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. So... You know, essentially, you know, we'll come and we'll pass, but God's going to be forever. So I, I think that's pretty significant. Um, so I would ask, what are we to do with the years that we have? We all have the same amount of minutes in a day. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you guys know this just off the top of your head, but um, do any of you guys know how many minutes are in a day? By chance? <laughs> 1,440 minutes. 
What about hours in a week? Does anybody know that? <laughs> uh, that's my wife. She's pretty sassy. Uh, 168 hours in a week. So looking at that, um, I was doing a little bit of research, and you know, statistics shows that if we live to be 70 years, they say that the first 15 years is really considered childhood or adolescence. The next 20 years uh, we'll spend basically in bed sleeping for the better part of our lives. And then the last five years um, we'll face limitations such as, you know, sickness, um, you know, arthritis, just various things that enable us to do what we really should be doing. So if you calculate that up, that's a, that's a total of uh, 30 years, or and that's a total of 40 years. So 40 years, and we're promised 70. So does that make you think, wh what are we actually doing with the 30 years that we really have to do anything for the Lord? Um, it goes on to say that, you know, the scripture... Um, says life itself is like a vapor. I think that's pretty significant in God's word. Um, and again, I ask you, so, so what are we to do with those years that we have, the 30 or so that we can really do an honest work for the Lord? Um, a couple key things just that I, I notated down. Uh, number one, um, God's word says that we are to be obedient. Um, the Bible says in Acts chapter 8, verses 26, arise and go. I'm going to turn there real quick. Uh, and this is uh, Philip here. It says, um, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza which which is desert and he arose and went and behold a man of Ethiopia and a eunuch of great authority under Candace queen of Ethiopians who had charged all of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for worship So essentially, Philip, all he had to do, according to God's word, was arise and go. And God put somebody in his path for him to witness to. Um, point number two, we must remember that we cannot get too busy. We must make God priority and seeking out those who are lost. God calls us to make friends everywhere. Um, I would go on to say as much as, you know, I've heard it before, you're not really a follower of Christ if you're not a fisher of men. Um, number two, when I get up, how do I see myself or how do you see yourself in the morning? Have I or have you let something else define who you are as a Christian? I think what really needs to be said is, you know, for me, myself, I need to be a fisherman. 
dedicated to lost souls, going out, you know, showing the goodness of God to all. Um, I made a list of uh, some of the, I guess, uh, the three most popular places that I go or the most frequent places just to kind of assess, you know, where I spend most of my time. Um, Number one is my home. Um, For most of you also, number two would be work. And number three is church. Spend a great time in those three places. So then I begun to ask myself, how many lost people am I really friends with? And I have that figure in my head. I don't know if you guys want to think about the same. So then I started to think, how many lost people could I actually befriend as an opportunity you know, to win them to Christ? Point number three, you know, Jesus was called friend of sinners. You know, as Christians, we tend to put ourselves in a box, getting so consumed with our everyday lives and just our inner circles and who the, we interact with. But we forget oftentimes that the mission is is to go out and preach the gospel. Um, so rather it be, you know, at home or with at home with your, your friends or your family, you know, work, rather be coworkers, bosses, um, and even just in churches with people that are church members, visitors, you know, it's a lot to think about. Um, the next thing that I kind of been doing is uh, kind of been taking, um, basically, uh, writing down some steps to ensure, you know, that that I'm ready, you know, if, if God places, you know, individuals in my in my path that, you know, I'm supposed to, you know, witness to or uh, just befriend. Um, so I put number one, said, uh, be friendly. You know, oftentimes Christians, you know, we get in this mentality to where, you know, uh, we're not supposed to be like Christ, you know. Uh, we're angry, we're upset, depressed, you know. So number one for me, and, you know, I'm guilty of it for sure. Um, I said number one is to be friendly. Number two is a hard one for me. Um, I said never complain. Um, oftentimes, you know, regardless of who we're interacting with, you know, it's very easy to let it slip, small complaint, big complaint, but the fact of the matter is, is somebody's watching, and, you know, they're, they're depending on us to, to, to be different. Um, number three, uh, this one applies to the workplace for me, um, and it's hard, uh, but volunteering for the job no one wants to do um that one right there for me is 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 difficult because you know um at my job i'm a leader so you know i'm expected to you know kind of lead by example and, and and there are some jobs that i would like to see people do but sometimes as a leader you have to get down and you have to do it you have to lead by example just like christ uh number four um, I think this is important, and this is something my dad always taught me. Be the one 
people know that they can count on. So regardless um, of what's going on or, or how you feel, uh, my wife had a conversation the other day uh, with one of the, uh, the kids we're very close with about commitment. You know, when you say you're going to do something, you do it and you follow through. Because, again, somebody's watching. Uh, number five for me uh, definitely applies. Um, smile even when you don't want to. Um, I seen a video a couple weeks back, and uh, it was a, I think it was a high school teacher uh, in the school system. And um, obviously for, for all of us, you know, we know that the school systems today are not what they used to be. Um, and they battle different things, but uh, this teacher, um, it was it was called on camera as he approached his classroom from the outside. You could see where he seemed like he was depressed, you know, kind of nervous about going into class. And so in my mind, I'm kind of thinking, well, I can kind of relate. He's about to go in somewhere that they don't really want him to be. But then just before he goes in, he stops. He closes his eyes, takes a couple deep breaths, and then he puts a smile on his face. And then he opens the door and he goes in excited. Um, I know for me, you know, when I was growing up, I know plenty of teachers that made an impact on my life. So, um, um, and then number six, um, another thing that I wrote down is basically just saying good morning to folks. You really have no idea how that can change somebody's outlook on the day. Smiling and saying good morning to them is one of the easiest ways to show the love of Christ. Um, the next verse is First uh, Thessalonians chapter two, verses four. word says but as we all were allowed of God to put in the trust with the gospel even so we speak not as pleasing men but God which trieth our hearts uh, number four um, and this is something that we hear all the time you know you know, the Bible talks about, you know, having, you know, utterance or waiting for a door of utterance. Like, that's something, you know, that we as Christians, you know, we have to be on, on the watch for. We have to be waiting. We have to be studied up. We have to be prayed up. We have to be waiting for that opportunity of utterance because, you know, God will send it. Just like I was saying at the beginning, you know, all we have to do is arise and go. So I think that's key. Um, and I'll, I'll just kind of close it out with a quick story. So um, at work, and I, I was telling my wife about this the other day, um, one of my coworkers um, basically went to work for a separate company that actually works within our building. And I worked for this guy for a many amount of years. And uh, it was kind of interesting. Um, the whole time that I had interacted with him in earlier years, I never knew he was a Christian. And uh, it just so happened that I've been working on a few projects with him. 
and so I was headed to follow up with him on, on, on some stuff, and I just so happened to catch him when he was on his break. And uh, as I was approaching him, I noticed that he was uh, watching some videos on, on YouTube, and one of the videos that he had pulled up was basically one of the, um, the Bible uh, subscription channels that, that I watch sometimes. Um, and he was reading, um, I guess, an outline on 2 on Kings. And so it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, man, I was like, I never knew that he was a Christian just based off of what I had observed or just, you know, just in general. So it was it was kind of funny. Like I went in and I asked him, I said, hey, how are things going? He said, things are good. And so I started following up, you know, with certain projects. But something was just tugging at my heart just to kind of like, hey, throw this out there. And so I was like, hey, um, don't mind ask, but I, I see you're reading Second Kings over there. I said, um, you having some type of like uh, uh, devotion or, or a Bible study? And he just basically, when he heard me ask that, he just lit up. Like he was so happy to hear that somebody was engaging with him about the word. And make a long story short, like we had probably a 20 or 30 minute conversation just about the Lord and our own individual testimony. And it was kind of funny. One of the things that he shared with me is um, our testimonies were very similar. Um, but one of the things that I thought about was really cool was that he had been trying to um, get out of the company that we had worked for for a while. Um, he was recently saved. You know, um, he was living a wicked life prior. And um, he just felt like he couldn't be used in the environment that he was in. Uh, he had about 60 or 70 employees under him. And just in that particular environment, like, he felt constantly oppressed, you know, being different, you know, as a Christian. And he just prayed to God. He's like, God, I, I can't do this. I can't be here. I need you to open a door or let me out. Well, it just so happened that he ended up going to work for the maintenance company that oversees our facility. And it's kind of funny, the position that he ended up taking was a similar position, but it was actually overseeing a smaller amount of associates. And so he went from having 60 or 70 people to having four. And so he'd been working in that position for a while, and this is all during the same conversations. He was telling me some stories about uh, some of the associates that he's working with, and uh you know, he says that he's been openly kind of sharing here and there, you know, the word and just his different testimonies. And one of the guys that works with him, his name is John. Um, I've known him for a good long while. Um, I found out, and I didn't know, but during the conversation that they had, uh, he had mentioned that he was a, a former pastor that had turned away from the ministry. And so it got me thinking. I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Like you, you, you essentially left one position because you felt you couldn't be used, but then you have this opportunity here to where, you know, you're able to uh, engage and interact and be a light to somebody that has literally lost their faith in the mission, the ministry, and what glory could come from it 
if he's able to actually get to a point where by being a light and showing the love of Christ to this other gentleman, wins him back to the Lord. Then turns around, he goes home, he wins his life, uh, he wins his family back to the Lord. And then, you know, one of the things that we always talk about here at Greater Hope is, you know, it's a domino effect. Like, how many generations can he impact just by, you know, taking that step and allowing God to use him even when he thought that he couldn't be used? So, again, that's pretty much all that I got. Um, again, I just leave you with that. Just what are you doing with your time? How much time are you spending with the Lord? Are we seeking out every opportunity to, you know, be a witness or to show love to the lost? Um, it's something that, you know, uh, we could all be more mindful of. Like I said, I'm guilty of it as well. But I think seeing that this past couple weeks, you know, uh, either being at my job or just in general, I'm excited to see, you know, what the Lord's going to do, um, you know, at my job or, or just in general. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I appreciate all you guys coming out. Like I said, I, I'm not a preacher by any means, but uh, I just wanted to share what the Lord had on my heart, and uh, I hope you guys got something out of it. So uh, we'll go ahead and close out in prayer. Uh, again, just remember Brother Lee and, and those that are away traveling. Um, also, don't forget uh, to be here this Sunday uh, for church as we'll um, be having... Um, uh, a band come, uh, a trio, uh, it's supposed to be really good. Uh, we had an opportunity uh, a couple weeks back to go see them at another church. So looking forward to that, and hopefully all you guys could be here. So go ahead and close us out in prayer. <coughs> Lord God, I want to thank you so much for today, Lord, and I want to just thank you, Lord, for um, opening my heart, Lord, to your word, and just, uh, just allowing me, Lord, to uh, be a vessel, Lord, for you. Um, I pray for each and every one in this room, Lord, and just the, the situations, Lord, that they're dealing with in life um, and how, you know, time uh, plays a big part uh, in it, Lord. Oftentimes, Lord, we try to get ahead of your plan, um, wanting our own things, Lord, and I just pray, Lord, that uh, you give us wisdom, Lord, um, to understand, Lord, that everything is in your time. And uh, all that you would ask is that uh, we be faithful, Lord, to you and your word, and that uh, we just trust, Lord, that uh, in every season, Lord, um, uh, there will be an opportunity, Lord, for uh, uh, to be a better Christian, Lord, and to be a better uh, family member or a friend, Lord. I just pray, Lord, for each and every one in this room. And Lord, again, I just want to say that we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs>